Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with TalkSport and TalkSport 2. I'm Will Gavin. I'm John Jackson, also in association with every mark. <laughs> ever, ever to grace our lives. Um, We're all marks here. The, the, this, is, this is the podcast edition of the show. Yeah. So if you listen to it on the radio, you'll get a really flashy, nice, sexy intro at the top, or at least I like to think so. That's it. Everything I do is pretty sexy. <laughs> well, <laughs> those, those salmon shorts you're wearing, Will. <laughs> and they, call, they don't call me sexual white chocolate for nothing. <laughs> Um, but Dear me, we've started well, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, uh, but basically this... Uh, this the, is more chill, this is more... Yeah, it, it's a funny one because if you're listening to this as a podcast, if you're listening to this via iTunes or podcast, uh, you know, Pod Addict or wherever you Pod get it Bean. from, Podbean, Stitcher, all of those Ooh, things. Yeah. Or um, if you've illegally torrented it, why? Why? <laughs> no idea. But if, if you're still living in 2004 and you've gone on LimeWire and downloaded this... <laughs> seriously kazam yeah um get with the times guys yeah i so this is just our little intro at the front so the rest of the show from this point will have kind of weird breaks in it that don't really exist because when you listen to on radio there'll be adverts there but But instead you'll you'll get a couple of adverts from our friends at acast but they will be and what great brands and companies they will be uh, exactly i'm sure but uh, you know the podcast version it will be mostly the podcast version. Um, today's show, we've already recorded it, pulling back the old Iron Curtain, so yeah. you can uh, see. We cram a lot into today. Yeah. There's Paige coming up. There's Jimmy Havoc coming up. So it's a great show. But I think because it was our first show, we were like, oh, we need to talk about Backlash. We need to talk about Raw. We need to talk about SmackDown. We need to talk about Super Strong Style 16. Yeah, we need I'll... to make sure we talk about New Japan. We need to make sure we talk about Ring of Honor. We need to make... But there's loads going on. We didn't even talk about Chris Jericho, really, turning up. And that's oh, been my, my favourite thing this week. Even though, like, you think... Even as much as I love Chris Jericho, we, we decided that Chris Jericho is probably our favourite wrestler of all time. We did have us. this weird moment that we both realised it. Yeah. Not We weren't together. It's kind of around the same time. But I, thought, I think Chris Jericho might be my favourite wrestler. Yeah, and then we combined it at the Super Strong Style 16 this weekend and realised it together. But there was that thing where, oh, no, uh, there is your Funko Pop. I can, <laughs> you, it's looking at us. My Chris Jericho, you made the list Funko Pop, is right in your eyeline right now. It is, now. yeah. I, that's... Yeah, off-putting. It's slightly, yeah. But my, my one thing, and I love how Chris Jericho reinvents himself, and I don't know if anyone else has thought this, when he came to be in that ring and remove his mask, you'd have thought he'd have practised it. Because <laughs> A, he forgot to take his hoodie down, and B, he had a little struggle with the mask. <laughs> and then the commentators, they didn't go, oh my, oh, it looks like, is it? Could it be Chris Jericho? They just went, 
who could it be? And it's like, we can all see it's Chris Jericho's mouth. Just, <laughs> just, oh, yeah, anyway, it was great. That was and he's still thing. a little bit in fozzy shape at the moment rather yeah. than in wrestling shape. He's, yeah. I'm sure that won't be true by the time it gets to Dominion a month from today. Um, and, yeah, if you're not a New Japan fan, but you did follow the Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega angle, they've got uh, the, the Osaka Joe Hall, the, the big... Uh, pay-per-view coming up at the beginning of next month, uh, Dominion, which includes, if you've not seen any of the Omega, Kenny Omega mm. and uh, Okada matches before, this is the fourth edition of it. They've all been phenomenal. You know, Meltzer gives them five stars every time, obviously. Um, this is a no-time limit, best two out of three falls match for the heavyweight championship. <sighs> it's going to be amazing. Um, and then you've got Jericho turning up and taking on Naito for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, you've got Rey Mysterio coming back to Japan for the first time in ages. Hey, that's really cool, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Will Ospreay, who's a name we seem to say a lot in this Today Show, uh, going up against the best of the Super Juniors winner for the uh, Junior Heavyweight Championship. That It's going to be an amazing show, and we really didn't talk about it very much. But no. we will talk about it more when we preview and review it yeah. at the beginning of June. Absolutely. I just Yeah, we've just, we've just kind of... We've come up with this concept, and we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's get it going. And then we've just literally thrown... <laughs> everything at this podcast still feeling a little bit worse for wear after super strong star 16 as well which we'll right. review in the is show is this my place to explain myself yeah you can if you want so i work kind of early in the morning at the mm-hmm. weekend and sometimes overnight and um so so saturday i was hungover not, i was not myself because i combined that with a little bit of uh, re- really good if you're ever in london by the way in fitzrovia a really cool philadelphia bar it's like philadelphia theme obviously this philadelphia sports team is playing on the tv not so, the soft cheese no no, the no. Not, yeah. city of brotherly love and it says philadelphia everywhere and all you're eating is philly cheesesteaks and i said to the manager because i'd had a few drinks what, what team do you guys support here then and they <laughs> just went um what, anyone Philadelphia and I felt like a bit of an idiot that's yeah. that's yeah so Saturday Strong I wasn't work. I wasn't yeah I wasn't good um I had a little sleep upstairs I found a room in Ali Pali that had a radiator on and I slept on a carpet for about 10 minutes much to Will's delight and uh so s- Sunday I was on top four and loved it and then Monday I hit the wall I didn't even go so we're... Monday was amazing as well and yeah. we're gonna talk all about missed that. the best day because I was asleep a lot of build to their phenomenal show coming up at Wembley at the end of September as well so we'll talk about that we'll talk about some of our other favorite British independents we'll talk obviously about the WWE some backlash backlash well, why didn't I say that during the show that's a that's a good joke that's a little bonus a little bonus Should've nugget that. you get on the little, podcast a little, little gag nug for you I don't know what oh, that meant. That. It, just <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Just think about what Gagnug could be, right? That <laughs> is disgusting. All right, we need to talk to Jimmy Havoc. So let's uh, let's wrap this up. Hand you over to the radio show. We'll reintroduce ourselves because it's a radio show. Uh, I hope you really enjoy it. What we would love you to do, we are at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter. And it's a brand new account. So sorry that there's only about 300 followers at the moment. But... That means you can be in on the ground floor. Lovely people. Yeah. One of the first. So we encourage you when you're listening right now, just inter you know, if you want to say something, say it. You know, if you if you want to just tweet us now for no reason, uh, and uh, at Pro Wrestle Show and just tell us who your favourite wrestler is or the best match you've seen is, just do it. Do what you want. Literally. um, heckle us. uh, Troll us. I don't mind. I'm at Will Gav. He's at Jonners. And, well, we'll reveal some of the stuff we've got coming up over the first couple of weeks. Because this show's great. And the two people we've got on are phenomenal. Mm. Next week, in oh. the same show, yeah. Chris Jericho, oh. Sami Zayn, Hello. and Kevin Owens. What? Really? It's going to be 
the best. I cannot wait. It's going to uh, be hefty. I thank you so much for for joining us. We're really, really pleased that you've decided to listen. Uh, enjoy the show. Well, hello, welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show on Talksport Two. I am the aforementioned Will Gavin. Big, were you Big Daddy Haystacks? Big, one of us is Big Daddy. This is something that was assigned <laughs> to us by those who schedule this show. So I think I was Big Daddy and you were Giant Haystacks, but it might be the other way around. It says it online. That's why I combined them. I wasn't sure which one was which. <laughs> we were not just going to talk about WWE on this show, if I can get my words out. And we want to talk about all kinds of wrestling because we are massive pro wrestling fans, be that independent wrestling, uh, British wrestling, Japanese wrestling, American pro wrestling. However, we are going to start today with WWE because they've just had a big event, uh, the first pay-per-view since WrestleMania, Backlash. Yeah, I mean, essentially, John, we are wrestling nerds and we talk to each other about it all the time. And we talk on radio all the time. So why not combine those two things? The difference and is... make it into a regular show. We're not in your car. We're just in a radio studio. That's pretty much how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. Like we said, coming up later in the show, we will talk about Backlash at the top. But we will talk about... Uh, we were at Progress's Super Strong Style 16 this past weekend at Alexandra Palace. We'll cover lots of different independent, not just Progress, but that happens to be who had a big event this weekend. Mm. We can hear from Jimmy Havoc after... One of the best promos, one of the best live pops I've seen in ages when Will Ospreay turned up at Super Strong Style 16 and announced that they will resume their legendary rivalry at Wembley this coming September. So all of that's come on the show. But let's start off with WWE at the very top and let's talk about Backlash, John, because I feel like this was the prototypical recent pay-per-view from WWE, which is started off really hot. They've got this new thing where they started to book shows with a really big show at the top. Instead of ramping as it goes along, it's been much more designed for the social media generation, for the network generation, people who are you know turning up, streaming it, can skip around the show. Let's start off with something hot so people don't skip over anything. And it's also like when, it, when it's like an hour in and people might be switching over from something else on like Raw or SmackDown when, when something else finishes, then they'll make sure that at the top of every hour they have something that's, that's going to get your attention as well. And that they did that with this, uh, with The Miz versus Seth Rollins. Which was incredible. I, I had real expectations of this uh, pay-per-view because it's the first co-branded one. Now that they're doing just once a month, it's going to be both SmackDown and Raw doing them together. You'd think the quality would raise. And when it came to Seth Rollins against The Miz, even though, as we all know, going into these kind of pay-per-views, when they've done a superstar shake-up, if they're not planning to swap both belts, mm. then there's going to be a very clear winner. But man, these guys worked an incredible match. The Miz, hands down, is the most underrated worker in the WWE. And I tweeted this so uh, on SmackDown last night. He was on. Uh, he had a, a Money in the Bank qualifier match with Jeff Hardy. And I think Jeff Hardy's not had the best singles run since he's come back. He's very stiff, isn't he? He's been paired up with people like Jinder Mahal, which hasn't really necessarily worked. No. The Miz got a good three and a half, four star TV match out of him, which was really impressive. And I tweeted this and people started giving me stick for it <laughs> because I was slagging off Jeff Hardy, apparently. I'm like, no, I'm just pointing out how amazing The Miz is. Uh, and they, uh, they were brilliant near falls. There was genuine tension. It the angle about way. Seth's knee... Um, potentially giving in which obviously sort of plays into the hands of his knees being dodgy in the past and, and obviously the Miz, are t Miz t uh, targeting that and yeah lots of near falls and you kind of were actually totally buying into it straight away going hang on a minute this might actually change hands we might see the Miz win the Intercontinental Championship again I mean he didn't but you don't really care because it's a great match wow how hot is this crowd how hot is this start and then yeah big fan of WWE absolutely love it but I don't think the show went... People were talking about it going horrendously downhill from there. But mm. what it then just became was, was a series of 
matches which were barely above what you'd expect on TV. Certainly not what you'd want from a pay-per-view. Quite predictable as well. Look, quite often with these, we will go through them and talk about them in depth. But just to kind of rattle through, you had Nia Jax beating Alexa Bliss, which had some nice story beats to it. But Nia Jax fell off the top of the turnbuckle to the floor, which was like looked fairly brutal. But other than that, yeah. there wasn't really much to sing about. Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton, I mean, I'm bit, <laughs> I'm sick of Randy Orton at this point, getting pushed and pushed. If there's anyone who needs three or four months off TV and a big return at a big pay-per-view, mm-hmm. it's Randy Orton because they just keep pushing him into every single championship. And admittedly, he has been doing some jobbing for some guys, and that's great, but... It didn't do anything particularly for me. There were a lot of rumours that he was going to turn heel as well, and you go, oh, okay, that might might be good. Then it doesn't happen. And then it's basically one of those matches that goes through the motions, and then Jeff hits a swanton bomb. Everyone in the crowd loves it. He wins. Um, I've seen that quite a few times in the last few weeks. Daniel Bryan against Big Cass. Well, I mean, you've missed something out, Will. You've missed Elias out and the fast. That was, for me, not so good. But that's exactly, that's something that should be on Raw. That is not something which should be on a pay-per-view. And yet... It, they do that whole angle with it's like it was like the WrestleMania thing. We've got to get everyone on the show. Yeah, so and let's... If, you, if you didn't see it, basically Elias wanted to sing his song in the middle of the ring as he does. Uh, claim that Bruce Springsteen calls him the boss, which weirdly means that Vince McMahon is Bruce Springsteen's boss. If you work it out, weirdly. Then the, <laughs> then the new day came out, spoiled the party. Elias then tries to play again. Aiden English comes out, starts singing. Then Rusev comes out. It's Rusev Day. Then No Way Jose comes out, and everyone's dancing. And at this point, you're wondering what on earth is going on and then Bobby Roode comes out a man who is quite you know quite classy and you know a big star and then he starts twerking and I'm just like what are you doing Bobby Roode desperately needs to go back to being a heel oh Roar so is, much Raw is desperate for good heels at the moment as we'll, we will mention with Raw but yeah uh, he the, the face version of Bobby Roode isn't working for me yeah, and that was complete filler, complete nonsense, unnecessary. The pay-per-view ended up going for three and a half hours. It only needed to be three hours, and you could have taken a lot of stuff like that out. And if you're in the UK and you're staying up late to watch it, and you're thinking, oh, do I watch the next match? And then that comes on and wastes 20 minutes. You're probably just going give to give it up and go to bed. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, Daniel Bryan, big cast. I'm just going to r- r- rattle through that, because Daniel Bryan picks up the win. Absolutely the right decision. Gets it by submission. But why you're wasting him on big cast, I have no idea whatsoever. Then the women's championship match, and you know, mm-hmm. I love a bit of Carmella. Yes, I think you she's do you she, love Carmella? Her and the Iconics, great female heels, the kind right. of heels that we don't have enough of in the men's division. She shouts a lot, doesn't she? That and that is annoying. So therefore, therefore, she's doing her job really well. But in matches, it gets too annoying, and this was worked mm. poorly, and it didn't showcase Charlotte's skills at the end. With the knee injury, why not have that carry on through the match and have Carmella targeting it instead of? We've, oh, she's dodged her knee up. Oh, she's pinned her. Yeah. And that's it. it, it was, Charlotte missed a moonsault, didn't she? And then it's just, I don't know. I don't know why that was that. Then we get AJ Shinsuke, mm-hmm. who go for one of, I think, for me, of their trilogy of matches so far, up until the finish, the best one so yeah, far. Yeah, absolutely. I've written this down. Genuinely committed. Brutal. I thought the no DQ angle worked well. I, you know, it wasn't up to their New Japan stuff, but it was, I, I'm like, yeah, this is it. This is the finish we need. And then you get the finish that nobody wanted. The yeah. double low blow, which was a brutal double low blow. But you count yeah, the both to they, ten and you go, oh, so we're now getting part four at Money in the Bank. Right? Yeah. How many do we need before we actually get a good one? Um, I, there was also that botch in that where um, Shinsuke threw the chair and it was meant to sort of go on the ground or at least maybe hit AJ and fall down. But it didn't. It rebounded and smashed him in the face. And you'd have seen on SmackDown, he's got a massive great red face. Big welt under Ugh, his eye. Welt. Uh, Horrible. I, I just... <laughs> 
you know, I, I am a, I'm a big fan of Heel Shinsuke. I think it's mm. a great angle. Yeah. And his theme tune. AJ's new a great worker. Great. The new theme tune is fantastic. Yeah. I just, oh, I just, it, it was, you, uh, Strowman, Lashley, Owen, Zane, fine. It wasn't mm. anything particularly great. I'll be honest, I fell asleep during that one. Range Joe. I mean, why give Samoa Joe everything for 12, 13, 14 minutes and then just have <laughs> Reigns yeah. power up and win? None of it really made sense. The booking was a bit all over the place. And I think it's the quicker we forget about backlash, the better, basically. Big time. Um, I, like I said, sometimes we will go into these in a lot more depth, but we're kind of just rattling through today because we've got so much got to get to. A lot to. to talk about, yeah. But then they started the Money in the Bank build. And actually, I'm kind of pumped for Money in the Bank. Yeah. Because the first entrants are all good. Mm-hmm. You look at the matches across Raw and SmackDown, and I thought the the women's triple threat, which Ember Moon won, was brilliant. I thought Strowman Owens was really strong. Uh, I, you know, I even thought Seth Rollins with an open title to Mojo Rawley. Rollins got a decent match out of him. You mm, know, definitely, it was an okay edition. Raw it wasn't special, no, but it was fine. And then, uh, oh, and then Finn Balor beating Roman Reigns. Obviously, love that. Who I think Finn Balor is going to win this. I think. I think he's going to win the Money in the Bank because, like, he—you need someone to get back into the title picture, and he's not been in it at all. I much he? prefer it when a heel wins Money in the Bank, but I mean, maybe he's the heel that we need on yeah, Raw, and he'll turn. Maybe he is. Um, and then again on SmackDown, Miss Jeff Hardy—I mentioned it already—great match. Charlotte Payton Royce started a bit slow, but right. got into it, and I thought it was quite a strong, well-worked match. I really like Payton Royce as a worker. Actually, I didn't—I don't think we saw enough of that in NXT because it was so much about their mic work. Yeah, for sure. But I thought overall she was really good. Uh, Rusev, Daniel Bryan, I really want to see those guys do a, a proper program. If you gave them 20 minutes at a good finish, they could put on a five-star match. Yeah, for sure. There's rumours, isn't there, that Aiden English will possibly break away from Rusev and he'll have Lana back because they... She seem- turned up last week, didn't she? Yeah, they seem to feel that I think that Aiden English is possibly too kind of comedy and it makes them not seem makes Rusev not seem the big player that they obviously... Well, I say obviously, they hopefully make him. I'm really the other thing I'm really hopeful of. I love that Xavier Woods is getting a push in the ring. Yeah, I'm really hopeful that Becky Lynch turns heel soon. Absolutely, I didn't understand the Mandy Rose angle at all. No, it's, it's there are some confusing decisions. Like hopefully there's a reason for it, and then it plays out, and things happen and things change. But at the moment, yeah, there's a few things that I just sort of I'm a little bit over. But here's the thing, but not in a resting sense. <laughs> the money in the bank thing, I think the build has started really well. It gets me really hyped for the live shows coming this Monday and Tuesday mm-hmm. at the O2 Raw and SmackDown. We're going to be at both of them, and we're sitting down with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for 45 minutes on Monday, yeah. which will be we'll release as a special show next week. I am insanely hyped for that. Will is the biggest. You're the biggest Kevin Owens fan I know. What's amazing about it is this week we're going to interview Kevin Owens, who I've been a huge fan of him since Ring and Honor and Kevin Steen. Ring of Nonna, Ring, yeah. Ring, Ring of Nonna, yeah. Ring of, that's my Ring of Ring my it, Spanish that's, nan. That's, that's, what I, that's, that's, what, that's what I do when I need a bit of cash, I Ring up Nana. <laughs> um, and this Friday, yeah. we're chatting to none other than Y2J himself, Chris Jericho, on the phone. Are we? He's heading no, over here for a, a speaking tour, and you can find out uh, more about uh, all about that online if you go to uh, insidetheropes.co.uk. So we're going to be talking to him on Friday, and you'll be able to hear that. So next week's show is going to be just the best. Don't I, skip past I'm, this I'm week's show. Well, we've got Jimmy Havoc later. Uh, Jimmy, you're, ta- you're talking about how um, how Raw needs better, some, some decent heels. After progress this weekend, I think Jimmy Havoc needs some decent heels. But we'll get onto that in a bit, I guess. Look, here's the thing. I, I, we're trying to cram a lot into this first show because actually I want to sit here and talk to you now about Jericho returning to New Japan ahead mm. of uh, their next big pay-per-view, which 
looks incredible because you're getting a card of Kenny Omega 4, which is going to be awesome. Jericho returning to NJPW. Uh, for Dominion's going to be amazing. So we will talk about that more in future shows. But yeah, I, I'm hyped. I'm really hyped. So let's uh, let's take a beat. Let's uh, let's hear from Paige when we spoke to her out in New Orleans, and then we'll talk a bit about uh, the British independent scene. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Show. Don't forget, you can follow us and interact with us on Twitter at Pro Wrestle Show. You're listening to TalkSport 2. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. I'm John Jackson. I'm Will Gavin. And if you were in New Orleans recently... I sounded surprised that I was Will Gavin there. I'm I apologise. Burgundy? <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit Burgundy, <laughs> it was a little wasn't bit. it? It was a little bit. If you were in New Orleans recently, um, you might have been on holiday, or you might have been there for the biggest event in WWE's calendar, WrestleMania. Not just WWE, there's loads of independent shows, as we found out, and we, we particularly enjoy going to Progress, which had, uh, had an amazing show with Will Ospreay and and all the big names on the independent scene. However, while we were there, not only did we sample the grenades on Bourbon Street, Will also sat down with uh, Britain's own WWE superstar turned SmackDown GM Paige to have a little chat. Yeah, this was ahead of... This was two days before she announced her retirement, three days before she was announced as SmackDown general manager. So some of the stuff in here is ever so slightly dated because we asked her about her injury, etc. But I loved her honesty when we chatted to her and I loved how open she was and that kind of... I felt felt that the wrestling public should get a chance to hear it again. So here is our chat with Paige at WrestleMania. My dad loves TalkSport. Well, why does everyone say this? Whenever we get a British wrestler, they go, oh, my dad loves TalkSport. No, sport. he, like, religiously listens to it. He listens to it when he goes to bed. It's annoying, actually. Because when I used to try and sleep, it was like I could hear it. It was like a fly. But obviously I, I know a lot about it because my dad. <laughs> I'm sorry my voice is gone, by the way. Um, my eye is, like, streaming. I'm a hot mess right now, but it's fine. I mean, you have to be in a, a hot mess if you're in New Orleans, right? Oh, man. I mean, you have to be. You have to be. It's okay. I'm living the good New, New Orleans life. Yeah. So, hello, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, another representative from the UK, which is what's been most exciting about today, is the amount of talent from the UK, from Ireland, yeah. who are out here representing and, and wrestling at the very top level. Well, it's... It's always incredible because like, I love Mania Week, especially like now we're in New Orleans because this is where I debuted and this is where I won my first Divas Championship, which is, which is incredible. But also, like, I love that the British fans are over here because I feel it's not being biased, it's just being it's facts. Like, the British fans are always very loud, very awesome, they're very involved, like, you know, they're, they're just incredible. So, um, and like having a lot of British talent now is, is cool because I feel like when I first came, it was only little old me, and then there was Wade Barrett, you know? So now I get to see uh, the family over here. It's awesome. We, we were in um, San Antonio for the Rumble last year, yeah. and it was just, uh, it was Neville and then Seamus, yeah. and they were both on the pre-show, and we, I mean, the people around us, we were getting loud and really enjoying it, because we went they as fans. They get as hell, you lot, And you? initially, they weren't so keen on it, but I think they warmed to us as the show went on. I think they got you, they yeah. get used to it. No, it's, it, that, that's what I love. I was actually just saying earlier, it's hilarious, because we're all very loud, we're very Larry, we love to have a good time. And then all the Americans are like, why are you here? You're so annoying. But then Radio by the guys. end of the night, they're like, yeah, you know? <laughs> it's it, like, we're, we're very uh, contagious when it comes to, like, our... Our uh, personalities and, and the, way, the way we are, and how loud we are. And of course, the last time you were in New Orleans, it was uh, your first women's championship. Right, so um, I was here obviously for WrestleMania Access, and I was in NXT, and I was, um, I was just doing, I, I was wrestling, I literally lost my voice that year too, actually. I, 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 this is a thing, I lose my voice anytime I'm about to do something. 
So like I have to do something later for the movie, I lose my voice. I, de I debuted, I lose my voice. I when, I when I first came back, I lost my voice, but... So it's a thing, it's a thing, guys. It's a running joke on my body right now. Mother Nature, um... But yeah, it's, it's, it was just wild because, you know, I, I was very more, I was much more timid. I was trying to be a good girl, I was trying to behave myself at all costs, you know, low-key. And uh, when it come to like WrestleMania day, I, uh, I had no idea. So Dwayne pulled me aside and that was when he was like, hey, by the way, we kind of just met, but um, I watched your movie. We're going to make uh, I watched your documentary. We're going to make a movie on you. And also you're debuting tomorrow and winning the championship. I was like, what? So I was like crying my eyes out. He was giving me a tissue, snotting everywhere. I was a hot mess, um, like I am now. <laughs> just uh, reinventing the wheel. Um, so yeah, it, it was wild, it was great. And I had a great time, and, and now four years later, I'm a lot more relaxed, and I'm not part of WrestleMania this year, but it's definitely like great to be back here. Awesome. Can I just ask on the film, the, the so it's been in the works for that long, it's out later four this years. year, right? Wow. Four years, it's finally done, it's gonna be out later this year, so I'm really excited about it. I've seen it, I've actually seen the, the, the a pre-screening of it, and it's, it's so great. It's called High Numbers, when they showed it to a, an audience, a pre-screening audience. Like actually, like high numbers, like blockbuster movie high numbers, you know. So it like it blows my mind. I'm like, oh my goodness, like we're in that caliber right now. It's, it's insane. MGM is working how, with us. Like, what? How weird is it seeing somebody else being you on like a hundred foot screen? Blows my mind. Honestly, and Florence was really good. She, uh, anytime she was doing something, she would text me and be like, well, what did you do here? How do I handle this? How do I do this? And she just, she nailed it. I mean, she's a lot younger than me, so she looks a lot fresher than I do on the, t uh, the TV, so that was a nice touch. I'm like, thanks for being youthful, girl. Typical. So Paige, you, you've obviously been missing from the ring for a little while. What's the latest on the injury, the one you suffered against Sasha Banks at, at the live event, the one currently keeping you out? Right now, I can't give you like a serious update because I don't even know myself, like where we're at right now. Unfortunately, accidents do happen, and um, it was no one's fault, not Sasha's fault, not my own. It's just it's, it comes with the territory. Injuries happen. It was a freak accident. It is what it is. Unfortunately, I have to be out for a little bit. I have to see more doctors. I have to get the clearance of all my doctors, and uh, and I hope I never say never. You know, I could be back in the ring next month. I could be back in the ring in a year's time, but uh, you never know. So hopefully, it's sooner rather than later, though. So what about Daniel Bryan's return this, this coming weekend? When he came out on SmackDown to announce his return, it sent actual chills down my spine. I mean, what did you make as someone who is out right now of, of his return? To be honest, like, I, I, he's a superhero. He's a real-life superhero to me. Um, he has a lot of dedication, a lot of passion, and he has a lot of drive to get back in the ring, and I, I admire that. And, it, like, it's an inspiration to me. Like, he's kind of, like, a hero to me right now and anyone else that... He's finding that hard with neck injuries to get back in the ring again. So I was like over the moon. I got goosebumps as soon as I heard about it. I was like, oh my gosh, he did it. And he was so heartbroken. He literally come back from a career ending injury. Like how can you not be inspired, you know? So um, it's incredible. And I, I'm hoping that during the weekend I get to sit down and talk with him one-on-one -on -one and really ask him like what he did to help himself get back in there. Cause I would love to take his advice and then, then run with it myself. So. Yeah, it's beautiful. Have you had that conversation with anyone else, with Kurt or with well, Edge maybe? Or? Well, Kurt's doing it himself. I mean, he's get back in the ring at WrestleMania, which is which is awesome. Um, but I actually just bumped into Edge earlier as I was going to uh, make up, which is why I probably think my eyes were in. <laughs> um, is, um, 
he was like, I, I want to speak to you. And I was like, I, I would love that because I, I want to sit down and speak to him and, and see where his head is at too. Because I don't know if, if it's the end of page. I don't know that yet. But I'd love to prepare just in case it is. We'll desperately hope it's not. Thank just... you. I hope not to. I hope not to. Oh my goodness. I'm only 26, guys. Come on. Yeah. I think with your promo work and stuff, would you consider if it was the end of in-ring page, we've seen the work you've obviously been doing with the women who've come up from NXT, is it something you would consider staying in the business? You've got it in your blood, managing, whether it be promo work, whether it be behind the scenes? I would, I would love to do more of a... I feel like the girls need a GM. You know, you have the 205 Live GM and you have the GM of Roaring Smackdown and I just feel like it's definitely the right time. Like, it's the perfect year for a woman to step up to that role, like Stephanie McMahon, you know, and take over the female division a little bit. And I would love to be like her. I would love to be like Stephanie. Like, I want to be like mean, you know? I love being that mean character. I'm having so much fun with it and she does it with such class too. Where she'll, she'll like look at you and she'll be like, I hate you with a smile, you know? And I'm like, I admire that. And you're like, I hate you, but I love you at the same time. I want that. I want to be like her. Oh, I mean, we were just speaking with Pete Dunn about the future UK only show, hopefully coming to the network soon. Yeah. Why not a women's own brand? I mean, I, it's, again, it's the right time. I feel like we can do an all female pay-per-view if you wanted to. You know, I, we have the, like all the girls, we have all the tools to do it. Like, why not? And I would love to push that. I would definitely love to push that. And all the women, I feel like, would love to push that. So hopefully, I mean, watch this space. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. WWE is so supportive of the female division right now. I'm pretty sure it's going to come along sooner rather than later, too. Uh, and look, Paige, I'm not sure anyone could have come through what you've come through in the last few years with you know, being out of the WWE, with everything that was happening in your personal life. Now, how hard has it been to sit by and watch the women's revolution happening without you there? And, and who is it who's who's helped you through that time? It was really hard to step back for a little bit. Obviously, I hit my all-time low pretty much. You know, I hit rock bottom. And a lot of it was, you know, done by myself. Um, I got bought in a young age, as, you know. But yeah, like going from rock bottom and then actually managing to have this comeback, like, it was, it was really, really hard for me, you know. Like, I, to the point, you know, things got leaked. I end up uh, failing drug tests. I end up getting, getting in uh, internet stuff, and it was... Uh, definitely my lowest point and I'm not proud of it and like it broke my heart to see something like that come out about me obviously I get called a lot of names and and, and that's not me at all it, like I'm not that person and then to be called like certain names like that and then I get fat shamed a lot now for you know being I was so skinny and uh, now just putting on weight everyone's just like well now she's fat now she's gross now she's this so it's, it's the obstacles I've, I've overcome is, is immense but the fans have really helped me as well you know like a lot of people are just like you are inspiring me. You're going through everything imaginable, you know, and you managed to come back and, and be stronger than ever. And, and they, 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 they aspire to be me and they call me like their hero. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like you guys are my hero, you know? So it's wild. It's really hard to explain, but I, I'm so happy to be alive. Because at one point I was contemplating suicide. I was at such a rock bottom where I felt like everyone hated me. I lost my family. I lost my friends. I felt like I lost everyone. But I didn't realize that WWE were backing me the whole way. And they brought me back and they were my family, you know. My family supported me and I didn't see that. And they brought me back and they gave me the stage and they gave me the tools. And, and Stephanie and Hunter and Vince all pulled me aside and they were like, we're just happy that you're alive and we're happy that you're here. And if you need anything, we have your back. And it's beautiful. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it. You know, I grew up here and they understand. So thank you to Stephanie Hunter and, and Vince for, for giving me the stage now and giving me the girls and, and making me a 
into a spot. I love them. Thank you for believing in me. Yeah. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. The WWE and Norwich's very own page still to come on the show. We're going to talk about the British independent scene and we're going to be joined by indie legend Jimmy Havoc. Can't wait for that. You're listening to The Pro Wrestling Show on TalkSport 2. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Show here on Talk Sports 2 with me, Will Gavin. I'm John Jackson. Just to point out, neither of us are pro wrestlers. Yeah, it's true. For the pro wrestling Seriously, show. Seriously, look at photos of us. We, we ain't pro wrestlers. Overweight nerds. I mean, the, the photo that's on our Twitter handle, at Pro Wrestle Show. I mean... It makes us look like them. It's a great Photoshop job from our friend Talisa, but it's... Yeah, we aren't the Steiner brothers. That much is, <laughs> is, is clear when you see what we actually look like. I wish I had the hair I've got in that photo. Uh, still to come up on the show, we're going to be joined by indie wrestling legend Jimmy Havoc. And um, to- a total nutter as well. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, I mean, a ma- he's a maniac. Nicest bloke in the world, but give, had- give him some thumbtacks. Oh, he had a death match with Joey Janela this weekend at... Progress Wrestling's big, super strong style 16 tournament they did. And uh, it was, there were thumbtacks, there was barbed wire on table, there was other going through tables, there was going through a a chair with a cinder block stacked on it. It was very brutal. Of all those things he does, the worst thing I think that that Jimmy Havoc does is a bit of paper between the fingers. He did it between Matt Riddle's toes in New Orleans, because Matt Riddle doesn't wear shoes, if you're not familiar with uh, the former UFC star turned uh, wrestling superstar. But... Look, every week on the show, we are going to try and bring you a little flavour of the UK scene, a bit of British independent, and we're going to talk about loads of different, you know, Rev Pro have got a big, huge show this weekend, Epic Encounter at York Hall, still a few tickets left for that on Friday night, the likes of Keith Lee against Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Will Ospreay's there against El Fantasmo, Adam Brooks, Shane Strickland, David Starr, one of our kind of love David Starr. favourites of recent times, takes on Curtis Chapman for the Cruiserweight title, um, and there's so many other great uh, promotions. ICW have got a show next week at the Garage. Uh, uh, Ring of Honor, obviously that's an American promotion, but they've got some live shows coming up at the end of the month in Edinburgh, in Doncaster, in London. And you'll get to see on that, you know, 
all of their champions plus the likes of the Bullet Club. Yeah, Cody. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I, is Cody over? I think I, I know that Hangman Page is over for it, and I know that the Young Bucks are over for it. Um, but you know, you've got Attack Pro Wrestling, Fight Club Pro, a Pro Wrestling Eve, who did a massive show at York Hall this weekend of their own uh, on the I think Friday on the Saturday evening, uh, which is an all female and it's the biggest all female show mm. in the UK, and that was fantastic. Um, Defiant, Frontline, and the thing is, you can even find your kind of if you want to find a local show. For example, at some point. Me and John are going to go and learn how to take a bump. We are. And put it on social media. Professionally. We're not going to go and do it in a car park behind a pub. <laughs> this isn't backyard wrestling. No. Uh, but we are... The guys at Southeast Pro Wrestling have offered to basically have us come to their gym and train them. And they're a great kind of small local promotion down in Kent. And they've got a show this weekend, Restival 4. No. See what they've done there. Uh, that, <laughs> that sounds like we just go and listen to bands <laughs> and have a sleep. <laughs> um, at the Hawkins Community Centre on Saturday. Uh, you know, tickets flat are only, I think, 12 quid for front you, row, 8 quid for the rest of it. Like, do, you, do you know how I so got into independent wrestling? wrestling? I got into independent wrestling because I live next door to an old mill where sometimes they hold community events and I heard like noises like wrestling like people just being slammed against stuff so I went and had a look and they had a little like a you know when you see um, on the side of the road like road works they have a little tent like where they have their cups of tea that was the changing room and the wrestlers would come out of that and like throw open the doors except the doors were just two bits of canvas and they were wrestling in a bandstand and it was you know it looked terrible but it was so interesting and actually it turns out that some of those wrestlers were, were pretty decent wrestlers that have wrestled for ICW and they were just in town to do a little show at the, the tram in Tooting and I sort of watched that and got really into it again. So, you know, there were kids there and you can you can get into independent wrestling really quite easily. There's probably more events going on than you even realise. And so this past weekend, and one of the big companies in the UK, uh, Progress Wrestling, um, been going since 2012. It's punk rock wrestling. They all do, yep. do all their events in music venues and uh, yeah, they sell out the Camden Electric Ballroom every month, but they do Vicky Warehouse in Manchester. They do Birmingham as well on a regular basis. And a lot of the guys that, if you're more familiar with the WWE side, your Pete Dunn's, your Tyler Bates, the, the kind of guys who have had a chance to move on up. Um, Alistair Black, the current NXT champion. Yeah, These Jack are guys Gallagher. we all first saw wrestling at progress shows in London. And every year they do their big super strong style 16 tournament, which is essentially like a King of the Ring tournament mm-hmm. over three days. Uh, they used to always hold it in Camden, but with their, they're doing the biggest UK show in independent UK history yeah. at Wembley or is it 30 years it's in 30 years they're doing mm-hmm. Wembley at, on the 30th of September because normally you were there last year yep. at Ali Pali I was they do their big their big show the big show two years ago right not the wrestler the big show two years ago was the Brixton Academy Did they, they've said since that it didn't quite work for wrestling because obviously it's very much a, a raked yeah. uh, audience participation area which, yeah uh, and it was great but it was like you know you had Alistair Black uh, under the name Tommy End, who's since gone. You've got Thomas Champa, who also went and is now one of the biggest and best heels in NXT. You had Jack Gallagher. That was his last show. So that was huge. And then last year, they upgraded it even more and did 1400 at Ali Pali. And you had like Marty Skull turn up and some incredible matches there. So for this, they've now gone, well, we've done one day at Ali Pali with 1400 people. So why not do the biggest... Uh, the thing is the biggest wrestling... The biggest independent wrestling tournament. That's it. In in Europe or the world, possibly. Mosquito. 
<laughs> not not John's wrestling name. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the biggest uh, independent wrestling tournament. Yeah, over three days. So 1,400 people each day at Ali Pali. And I, I thought that people would get a bit wrestled out, but... Uh, I didn't go on Monday, but you, people were hot on the Monday even. We were there all three days, and I think it ramped up for the Monday. What was really interesting, the quality of the wrestling, and because Progress don't live stream their shows, they put them on Progress On Demand the following weekend. So Super Strong Style 16 will appear this coming weekend. So don't want to give too many spoilers away. I mean, the winner is already out there in the world, so we can talk about that. And it was the final match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. going up against Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono, who had already wrestled on in the tournament on the first two days, mm-hmm. Tyler Bate got injured on the Saturday night. So he came back on Sunday morning, wrestled in, I think, a six or seven man uh, match for who would get to take Tyler Bate's place, then wrestled his semi-final match, then wrestled a phenomenal match with Zack Sabre Jr. in the final. So he did five matches in three days. There's a guy who, I mean, when it was Chris Hero, uh, his former self, he was all over the independent scene and, a, and an absolute independent darling. But the fact is, is He's come over from NXT. They probably had to pay quite a bit of money for that to happen. Yeah, and big time. he's come over here. Five matches he met and spoke to every single fan. He was absolutely brilliant. He did an hour-long signing. The level of access was phenomenal. He like, did an hour-long signing, and it shows you how different it is kind of in the UK to America, where he, he, he has to say it's free. Because I think in America, a lot of the independent wrestlers will make extra money out of signing photos. And, you know, you get packages, won't you? You know, you meet your, meet your superstar, $10 extra, you get something signed. That kind of thing. It's all very monetary. Whereas this and the sort of essence of progress is if you're there, you should be able to chat to the wrestlers. It's very much a community type thing. They all sell their own merch during the interval and after the show. So. Often, often in their wrestling gear, which yeah. is sometimes a little <laughs> strange when there's a guy next to you in just his pants. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's always well worth getting involved but this was three days the hottest crowd everyone was so into it there was like a there was a guy who'd come all the way from Chile because he was a progress wrestling fan from watching it on demand and he came over he got there on the first day all on his own queued to get in so he'd get a good seat met some guys in the queue and we were chatting to them on the on the Monday night after the final day and they literally took this guy under their wing and just get it were he just had he literally looked at me it was like I, I went and talked to him. My wife is half Chilean, so I kind of went and said, oh, where in Chile are you from? Did you kind go and try and speak Spanish thing. to him? I tried to speak a little bit of Spanish. Oh, well, I'm not going to try it again now. About this? It was seriously embarrassing. Yeah. But uh, he said to me, look, I've just had the best weekend of my life. Yeah. So, yeah, wrestling fans are the greatest. And there are some massive, massive highlights from the show this weekend that, again, I don't want to spoil too much, but there were some... Guys who had real coming out parties, I thought Chuck Mambo was absolutely phenomenal when yep. he's a guy who hasn't had a big push so far. No, he's been very much used as like a comedy character, but actually he can do it in the ring, you know. Jordan Devlin is someone who uh, a lot of people, when he was in the UK tournament, I don't think you got to see the best of him then. And he was, he's, I mean, he's Irish wrestler and known more on the scene there, but he was absolutely superb. A lot, of, a lot with him is made of how Finn Balor trained him. And it was more about that than it was about him. And actually, I think he was allowed to sort of do his own thing this weekend. And he really proved that he's got some serious skills, some high-flying skills as well. And the quality of the wrestling the first two days was phenomenal. On the third day, the storyline development and the build towards the big show at Wembley at the end of the year Mm -hmm. was just the best. So we found out, I mean, Zack Sabre Jr. won the tournament, literally picked up the mic to do a promo and just said two words, Wembley, end it. Because if you win Super Strong Style 16, it, it, it gives you a title shot, basically. That's your Royal Rumble WrestleMania moment, yeah. And the, the previous winners are um, Will Ospreay, 
Tommy End, who is now Alistair Black, Travis Banks, who's the current champion. So it's a prestigious tournament to win. And, and for Zack Sabre Jr.'s perspective, he's now like the only guy who's won basically Everything. every major indie tournament. He's won the New Japan Cup. He's won 16-karat gold, which is WXW in Germany. Mm. Uh, he's won the Battle of Los Angeles, which is Gorillaz, uh, big, uh, the, their big independent show out in uh, out in the West Coast of America. It's also a great Rage Against the Machine album. <laughs> it really is. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'll just, I'll, I'll happily impact random musical knowledge. Um, he's basically won everything and he's like one of the hottest guys around uh, in wrestling sense. So and and the, he's got some great merchandise as well. That he does. So it was a phenomenal weekend. But for me, the biggest title, and you also had, Pete Dunne was also not there on the final day, the UK champ, WWE UK champion for personal reasons. But we did have was the, the manager, owner, announcer, etc. for WXW, the big, this, the, probably the other biggest independent wrestling uh, company in Europe out in Germany, came out and issued a challenge to Pete Dunne for Wembley against their champion, Ilya Dragunov, who is phenomenal. And the real marks, the real nerds in the crowd, <laughs> when that was announced... You mean you? That, yeah, including <laughs> me. No, just you, yeah. That was their absolute moment, but... I feel like I've talked a lot in this section because I was there on the Monday. Oh well, I didn't. I, make, I wanna... didn't make the Monday. I didn't pace myself over the first two days. So Monday, I I had to send Will as a as a scout. I'm again not going to spoil this for you uh, because I think you should watch it live. But it's well known on social media, etc., that Will Ospreay turned up, and Will Ospreay and Jimmy Havoc had this phenomenal rivalry over the course of really two, three years. But there was a a year around it where Will Ospreay eventually won the title and ended Jimmy Havoc's 609-day-long reign, still the longest in progress history. Um, and Jimmy Havoc essentially did a promo after his death match, teasing that he was going to retire, and ripped into Jim Smallman, and really, like, it was a phenomenal promo. And then Will Ospreay came out to the biggest crowd reaction I've heard at any show in a long time, let alone an independent show, and essentially challenged... Jimmy Havoc to a match at Wembley in September. That in itself should sell out because that is going to be the return of that rivalry. I, I cannot wait. It's going to be phenomenal. He also came out holding a garden implement, uh, which we won't, we won't promote <laughs> doing because you know this. You know we're responsible, but uh, that added to it. If you know, if you know the rivalry, you'll know exactly what implement that was uh, and the very subtle way in which he used it. If you, oh my god! You, you'll see if you subscribe Again, to Demand Progress. Trying to not spoil it and trying to just yeah. tell you how good it was. It's a very difficult, uh, difficult way to kind of balance it. But so Jimmy's going to join us up next here on uh, the Pro Wrestling Show to talk about that rivalry, uh, etc. We will have a podcast that comes out if you go to at pro wrestle show on twitter however long we talk to jimmy for the whole thing will go in the full show Absolutely. you'll get like a 10 minute version on the radio show on Talksport too so depending on which version you're listening to up next is jimmy havoc you are listening to the pro wrestling show on Talksport too Are you listening to the Pro Wrestling Show here on TalkSport 2? That is I Hope You Suffer by AFI. And the reason that you're hearing those dulcet tones is because joining us now on the show, British indie legend Jimmy Havoc. We loved watching him in action this weekend, but also putting on an absolutely stunning promo leading towards Progress's huge show at Wembley this September. Uh, Jimmy, welcome to the show. How's your body feeling after uh, that death match on Monday? Uh, it's, it's felt better, uh, to be honest. Um, having a bunch of droopsies in my feet probably wasn't the best idea that I've ever had. But, 
you know, I've got a few days in bed now, so I'm, I'm, I'm using them to my full advantage. Yeah, that's probably the right choice. And uh, I, I love I love that we got a, cho- a chance to play AFI out there because uh, I think outside of, we'll talk about Will Osprey coming out, but outside of that, one of the biggest pops of the weekend was actually you coming out to your old music. Yeah, yeah. It was nice that we got the chance to use that again. Um, I don't know the full reasons why. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I heard it. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, this, this is a good day for me. But it, it does make such a difference to be able to use that. Like, the, the atmosphere in the room feels a lot different when I want to get to use that as opposed to, to the other stuff I use. Now, we, we avoided spoilers about most of the show this weekend, but it's pretty widely out there that after your death match, there was, you essentially seemed to rip into Jim for about two minutes uh, in the ring. And... I mean, of of what kind of came out there, there's, it's been a bit of a trend in wrestling, I guess, over the last few years that promos aren't just, you know, pre-scripted, but carry a bit more of real life in them. Was there some catharticism yeah. of, of getting in there and, and just being able to shout Jim down a bit? Um, I, I feel like everyone's uh, thinking before that I ripped into him. I didn't. Uh, I just said how I felt. I said how a lot of us were feeling. Um... You know, there's more to moan about the WWE arrangement, and to a few of us, it does feel like, you know, we're maybe not a priority anymore. But, you know, as, as I said, like, oh, that's fine. You know, these are business, they need to do what's good for them. But they also need to remember where they've come from. And uh, if it wasn't for people like me and Huskins, uh, they, they wouldn't be where they are. And for people who aren't familiar with the rivalry, we've talked about it a bit on the show already, but. To have Will then come out off the back of that as you were building to it sounded like you were about to say, I'm done. To have the kind of, I would say, the greatest rivalry, certainly in the history of this company and, and right up there in British indie history, resuming for Wembley this year. That was a, that was a special moment. Uh, yeah, it did feel pretty cool. Uh, to feel like it's, it's no uh, secret to me that we are the biggest fans of each other. Um, you know, we did always work very well together. Uh, to, to be able to do that again, um, you know, we, we know it's going to sell tickets. We know it's going to get good reactions. So, so yeah, it should be interesting to see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Jimmy, do we know what stipulation the match is yet, or is it is that? Uh, no idea. Yep. Not. Yeah. Is there something that yeah, you, no. you're going to favour? Uh, well, <laughs> you, you know the sort of thing I prefer. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact the fact that you can't walk right now would probably hint at the kind of match that you might be up for. Yeah, I mean, I've always thought it'd be There's no point in having qualifications in this race because it's got to a point now where either of us are willing to kill each other, so we'd rather just do what we want to. Yeah, almost like um, almost like. Um, uh, what what WWE would call unsanctioned, I'm guessing you'd say. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess, yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. Okay. I, I, um, I, the, the, the axe was an incredibly cool moment as well, the, coming into the ring and, and lifting up your head. How much did you know in advance of, of what the plan was, what Will was going to come out and say? Because the, the image of that weapon in particular returning in this rivalry, I think for a lot of the, the kind of super fans there, was a really cool moment as well. Um, I told him I didn't want to know what he was going to say. I'd rather just respond how I felt, sort of thing. Um, I, I think when it, everything's too... I'm, I'm not very good at remembering lines. I'm not very good at remembering sort of what to do very well because I've been hit in the head a lot. So I'd rather just respond in the moment. And I think well, from what I've heard, it, it seemed to work very well. So. 
I mean, you said that you guys, uh, you know, don't like each other, but you've brought some incredible matches out of each other over the year. And actually, when I kind of knew we were going to be chatting, being the real nerd I am, I went back and I watched Chapter 46. And I also went back and watched... Uh, the, I mean, we're talking about... Uh, yeah, Will Ospreay, who's a guy who's not known for necessarily doing the most hardcore stuff. He does, you know, uh, amazing technical worker, does throw himself off the, the ring, and etc. But this is someone who moonsaulted off a balcony onto you. So you do seem to raise each other's game a bit. Ospreay's obviously gone to incredible things uh, you know, the last couple of years since we did what we did. Um, yeah, we, we do. I, I think when we work each other, we, we do bring some inspiration out of each other. I think because there is that dislike a little bit, uh, maybe we hit each other a little harder. Maybe, maybe we need to go a little bit further just to make sure we're the ones remembered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is is there a possibility with it that I mean, when you look at what Will's gone on and done in New Japan, etc., we get I, it's a weird story. I'm really glad we got you on our first show because we first met at a burger eating contest at the Hard Rock <laughs> Cafe. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Will was gutted because there was a competition for who can get the most likes on a picture of a burger, and we thought, oh, you know. Will's got 8,000 followers or something like that. We'll do pretty well here. <laughs> yeah. Then he turned around, saw you and went, oh, God, Jimmy yeah. Havoc's here. <laughs> Him and his old, powerful Twitter account. Yeah. Needless, needless to say, Will lost. Oh, I enjoy Twitter. But you do? Yeah, you're good on Twitter. You've had a bit of a, a spat, haven't you, recently, with some, some fella? Right. Well, everyone thinks it's a spat, and I, I just get really bored. It's like arguing with people. Okay. That's I, kind, of, kind of what Twitter's for. People make it really easy. Well, people do make it really easy. Like, that guy especially, he was, do you know what, probably a troll. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I get a lot of people who, like, will say to me, oh, just ignore them, just like, you know, they're obviously doing it for attention. And, yeah, probably. But then even if there's 20 people out there who might think the same sort of thing, who then, when we explain why it's, you know, they're arguing, well, right, mate, maybe they're going to see things in a different light. Plus... They might be dealing with attention, so am I. <laughs> like, I know he's going to get retweets. I know he's going to get good traction. So it's for their attention. It's for my attention as well. What's, 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 so, what's kind of funny about that one is we did, uh, we did a special a couple of months ago, which was almost like the pilot for this show. And um, yeah. Ginny actually was one of the people who joined us in studio. It was Ginny, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack Sexsmith and, and Glenn came in as well. Um, and, you know, we talked to Ginny about, you know, being trained by you. And I think people don't realize that because you guys know each other so well. For people who haven't seen what's been going on, essentially this guy has had a big go at you on Twitter, specifically for some reason targeting you over mixed gender wrestling matches and there is a clip online well, of you the, the, the reason that he targeted me in, in a way I guess is there was a clip of me attempting to powerbomb Ginny through a table with it going horribly wrong <laughs> now his argument was that intergender wrestling shouldn't happen because it promotes domestic violence and people think it's okay to hit people at home and my argument was it's not because it's not real and his other argument was well women are in no way the same uh, category as women when it comes to fighting so it's just totally unrealistic and women could never beat a man in a real fight well do you know what not be funny if you put me against Ronda Rousey I'm pretty sure I would lose <laughs> pretty Fair? spectacularly as well yeah. plus half you know most of the girls in the English scene as well I'm pretty sure that most of them could kick my butt but in the same way that you know I could probably kick a lot of people's uh, beat people up that are a lot bigger than me because you know, that's, that's the way things work. You don't, size and strength isn't everything. And, and I think it's, what's really interesting about it, because you and Ginny know each other so well, and because people who, you know, that guy seemed to be a wrestling fan based on what he was saying, which I would have thought he'd have understood that 
wrestling is all about protecting the opponent while you're entertaining people and that you and Ginny must have a pretty high level of trust in each other. Yeah. Well, you think that, but from what he was talking, you would have no clue. He also inspired a head comedian and podcaster, but... You know, he didn't seem very funny. He only had 150 followers, and the both of them went out of his fire pretty quickly, I think, after I'm sorry, Riffin and Morton. So, I'm pretty sure he's neither a comedian nor a podcaster anymore. No. Uh, you've, you've ruined a man's career, Jimmy. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, well, yeah, that was, a good, that was a good couple of days for me, to be fair. That's, that's, yeah, I did well. And that was whilst I was drunk, just, just having a laugh, to be fair. So, imagine what I could do if I tried. Um, Going back to the, the, what we were talking about before with the Osprey uh, situation, he demanded at the end of that promo the, the sadistic, twisted, Jimmy Havoc, not James, he said. I, that, I've not really seen that go away, particularly when we've come and seen you at shows, but um, yeah, is that what we can expect at this massive show at Wembley, you know, the biggest UK independent show in 30 years? Well, you'll have to come along and watch, won't you? Nice. Professional. He's a businessman. We got a bus- <laughs> We didn't. We didn't get James. We got Jimmy, businessman Havoc. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Um, what? What? You know, obviously WWE are coming back, and they've got uh, another tournament coming up. And there are rumours uh, of the UK kind of performance centre, which might happen. And I know we spoke that fateful night when we ate too many beef burgers. Um, just in terms of your thoughts on whether you would be interested in joining WWE, can you sort of just sort of tell tell everyone listening what you told us that night? Um, I'm going to be professional uh, today. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I enjoy my life because I can travel the world doing something I love, and it doesn't feel like a job. I generally, I'm I'm, I'm not on millions, but I'm on decent money. You know, me and my girlfriend bought our own place. Uh, I get to drink most nights when I want to do, <laughs> get to eat whatever food I want. I don't get told to go into a ring in front of, you know, with a couple of other hundred people on a bump every day. Like, that to me would be too much like a job. This, what we know, is a job that I really love and enjoy. It doesn't feel like a job. But yeah, that's easy for me to say because they've never contacted me. So, you know, <laughs> like, it's easy to say, oh, no, I don't want to because I've never been offered a job. Um, that's the other thing like World of Sports come back as well have you seen that the mm-hmm. ITV thing yeah absolutely uh, they've, not, they've not contacted me either so you know I'm really enjoying my life at the moment my job at the moment um, I think it's because I'm too much of a liability which, uh, which I would agree with well I've just hang on I've just seen a photo of you sitting on the floor with loads of thumbtacks in your feet what do you mean? No idea, liability no Lion- I don't understand that for a minute <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it, it's funny though isn't it because you've got stuff like uh, I saw you in the the MLW tournament on being oh, sport yeah. out in the States so you're getting involved in that and it is amazing we were at a point probably three or four years ago where you had the WWE you had TNA and you had the start of what looked like was going to be a really good UK scene again but it was kind of just starting to bubble up and, and actually now New Japan is becoming internationally so much bigger than it was. Ring of Honor is garnering a lot more attention than it was. And Progress, ICW, uh, Rev Pro, all these UK. uh, It kind of feels like this is the moment that wrestling is starting to to re-enter the general public's conscious, not just the guys like us who make sure that we're up every night to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I've been wrestling 15 years now. And it's definitely been in the last sort of five or six that things have really started to pick up. And a lot of that is the internet. 
you know, all these on-demand services, YouTube becoming a lot easier to upload and like more widely used, you know, all this sort of free content, but then that, that free content is basically advert, you get four of these on-demand services, four of the tickets. You know, putting stuff online, it, it is, TV, I don't think it's as important anymore. Um, you know, look at WWE, like they're, they do really focus on their, their own network service now. Um, you know, it's good it is around the TV show, like, it's not about being all and end all anymore. You know, we don't need to be TV stars. You look, look it's the same way I think of like independent bands. You know, once they get their stuff out for free, like that's, people make money on the, the touring these days and not necessarily on their record sales. Mm. Yeah. I think it is the, you know, the, the sort of top of what I believe progress is about from the start, which is punk rock pro wrestling, which is doing it for yourself, you know, with your mates. I, I, I post t-shirts out myself every week you know I'll write the envelopes myself post them out myself I'm not working for a big company I do it because it's fun I do it and, you know I feel like this is what I've always wanted to do yeah that's living your own um, dream isn't yeah. it rather than yeah, what's, yeah. what someone else's perceived dream is so yeah. what, go on then so where can people see you what have you got coming out where are you next uh, okay if you're in London uh, we have IPW on Sunday in Clapham uh, which is we do a joint show with CZW from America mm-hmm. so I've luckily got another death match next Sunday so oh. I feel that I'll make my body feel great <laughs> um, if you're American obviously MOW being sports uh, I go over there sort of uh, once every couple of months now to, to film some TV for them so that's pretty cool um, progress all over the place IPW all over the place um, there's so many different promotions and just, just Google in your area because there's pretty much a promotion in your area wherever about you live yeah, we were saying uh, England has got so many promotions at the moment that are doing really well. But you know, you, you just uh, tickets aren't expensive anymore. Just just go out if there's something close to you. You might not like it, but you know, you spent what fifteen pounds a ticket, giving it a go. We said this earlier that there's probably an independent wrestling promotion a lot closer to you than you think. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and uh, a quick Google search, you'll find it. If you don't enjoy it, don't enjoy it. But if you do, then it could get you into um, what what Jim Smallman said at the weekend, and what me and Will both agree is uh, one of the most sort of friendliest communities that you can be involved in. Really, can't you? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, definitely. While watching people absolutely kill themselves. For That's your it. Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> pretend to absolutely kill themselves. Yes. Except for me, I've never, I've never quite understood that. Yeah, or I just actually kill myself yeah you always take but, it one step, yeah, one step further enjoy it Jimmy look brilliant stuff we really appreciate your time Jimmy and uh, no, thank you so much and Cheers, thank you look, no we'll see you I'm sure well we may well be there on Sunday who knows but we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll see you down the road soon pal awesome cheers guys thank you Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy bleeping havoc there for you. Uh, yes. This is a family-friendly show yes. after all, but what a guy, really nice guy, and uh, he is one of those people who will just if you go and see him live. It will always entertain. Uh, he knows how to work the crowd. He's always really good fun, and, yeah, really appreciate his time. And if any people can provide us foot spa for Jimmy to aid the recovery <laughs> from the aforementioned uh, slight of injury he suffered to himself the other day, uh, just send it to Jimmy Havoc. At wrestling. If you've ever stepped on a pin or a thumbtack, oh, imagine yeah. having about 40 of them in your feet. And jump uh, Yeah, quite. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, look, 
I've really enjoyed the first show. I hope you have as well. We'd, we'd love to hear from you at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter for your thoughts, your feedback, what you want more of, what you want less of. Send us your questions for next week. Amazing show coming up next week. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn sitting down with them, profiling their career, their current push, where they're going to go next. Uh, and we'll also hear from Chris Jericho ahead of his uh, tour with Inside the Ropes. He's doing three talking dates here in the UK. Go and check out insidetheropes.co.uk. And it's Will's ambition on a very short phone call with Chris Jericho to try and make the list. <laughs> oh my I think God. you can manage it, Will. I would love to make the list. I think you can manage it. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been The Pro Wrestling Show. Uh, on TalkSport 2. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 